Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Day 52 of the program. Let's get this party started today. Okay, we are, it's a Wednesday, so we're midway through week seven, our Feeding the Metabolism week and tweak. Your metabolism being um, how much, the rate at which your body functions, how much energy your body is using day to day, that type of thing. Obviously, a nice healthy metabolism um, is the goal around here. And your metabolism um, slows down for a variety of reasons. When your body is putting you on reserve mode because it's feeling the need to store fat, whenever you sort of are dealing with health issues, injuries and whatnot, um, over time, your body kind of learns when to reserve your energy and when to give you the energy that you need. So you you always have energy in you to do whatever you need to do. It's just your body allowing you access to it. Um, so as you've been following along in the last few weeks of the program, you're probably noticing that you're getting better energy. Your body's becoming healthier, more efficient at everything that you're doing. So the rate at which it's functioning is increasing, which is amazing. I mean, that's what dieting does. It tanks your metabolism and then you're trying to recover from that. Um, and so feeding the metabolism is about kind of feeding into and giving your body everything that it needs and with splitting up your meals and snacks you're making your body work extra hard because digestion is one of the hardest things that our body does so this week is really interesting the last few days including today you've been just following that basic food plan eating all your meals and snacks asking the four questions portion wise eating just enough so that you're walking away feeling satisfied and not stuff really getting in tune with that and so then tomorrow we're going to start the splitting up our meals and snacks part of that so you're going to take the exact same portions that you have been consuming over the last few days, you're going to split them into. You're going to eat that first portion mindfully asking those four questions. When you're done, you're going to just take note of how you feel. Then you're going to wait 20, 30 minutes before you eat that second portion mindfully asking the four questions, leaving yourself feeling like you've had just enough so that when you walk away, you're feeling satisfied and not stuff. Now there's a couple ways this could go. You could take that same portion split it into eat the first portion realize that you're still hungry after eat the second portion ask those four questions and leave yourself feeling like you've had enough you could eat that first portion and after you're done and the 20 30 minutes goes by realize you're not actually hungry for that second portion in which you're going to want to eat those token amounts. Now, you could also eat that first portion, be hungry after, wait 20, 30 minutes, eat that second portion, be hungry after, in which you can go back for more and then downsize that third portion, leaving yourself feeling like you've had just enough so that you walk away, you're feeling satisfied and that stuff. Now, this is this week is really cool for a couple reasons. The way it messes with your head. So you take people who have tried to not eat for you know 20 years, they've been dieting and now you have to eat more often that is really cool it's a lot different we're we're trying to get even more in tune to our portions it's different from downsizing because you see food left on your plate you're walking away still feeling a little hungry it's that you know terrified you're going to be hungry later food scarcity issues food waste issues it's a real big difference in okay this is what i'm eating and i can't have the rest versus okay this is what i'm eating now and if i'm hungry later, I get to have that second portion. And what you're really going to notice is after you have that first portion and you wait that 20, 30 minutes and your body starts to process and digest your food, you're not going to be all that hungry for that second portion, which is really interesting. Another thing that this week's tweak does is it makes you make yourself a priority. It's fucking exhausting. It is. Trying to have to think about splitting up your portions, eat the first portion, 20, 30 minutes, eat the other portion, doing that five, six, you know, eight times a day if you're using bonus snacks. Now this week in particular, you might find that if you've been using bonus snacks, you might not actually need them because you are splitting up your meals and snacks and eating more often. Also remember that even if you couldn't do this tweak and you just followed the basic food plan, you should still expect to lose weight. You're still doing a lot following the basic food plan. The tweaks that we're making each week are just kind of digging in a little deeper 
over, just kind of fast tracking the changes that the body makes and you getting in tune and whatnot. So if you can only split up one meal or a snack throughout the day, that's great. If you want to split them all up, that's great too, right? So please don't stress. I know some of you have work environments and situations where you can't just be eating all day long. And that that's totally understandable. So this is where you're going to still follow that food plan, maximize your efforts, ask those four questions. She'll still show up and do all the things that you can to get and keep that scale moving, which is a lot of things, which is, which is a lot of things. So it, it makes you prioritize yourself. Constantly thinking about the things that you need to do are going to lead you to these things just being second nature, like consistently asking those four questions. Am I hungry? How would I feel if I eat all this food? You know, how do I feel now that I'm eating? How did I know when I was satisfied? How do I feel walking away? Asking those four questions just is going to help you just get in more in tune to yourself. Not only just when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat, but in tune with everything across the board once you're done losing your weight. You won't have to be like, you'll be like, okay, I'm hungry. What do I feel like? And very quickly, you'll open your fridge, you know, like, do I want protein? Do I want carbs? Do I want fruit? Do I want vegetables? Do I want, do I want cheese? What do I want? And it'll happen so quickly that you'll just know, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I feel like right? So that's where we're trying to get you and and really be in tune. If you're sitting in a room full of all your favorite foods, you see it, do I want it? Am I even hungry for it? Nah, I'm good. You know, that's what asking those four questions does. It constantly get, it puts you in the practice of being in tune. And so eating so often or having to eat so often and split up those meals and snacks really, really, really helps with that. The other part of it, and load up those questions, I'm going to get to them in a sec, is, is taking it a step further where you're going to take that same portion. And if and when you can, we don't want you to do weird shit like be picking beans out of your chili or, you know, that your soup or anything like that. But if and when you can, and uh, you're going to split up your proteins from your carbohydrates. Now your leafy greens and fats can go either way. So let's say you're doing uh, some chicken um, and some broccoli and some, you know, uh, rice and uh, leafy greens for lunch, for example. And so what you're going to do is take that chicken first, eat that chicken part. You can also have your salad with that if you want with your healthy dressing on it. And then you can save your broccoli and your rice for that second portion. This is really cool because you're going to be able to see how protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones. You have hunger hormones and whatnot that help make you feel satisfied and protein and fat feed into those. They give you a different kind of energy. So you're going to pick up on that, which is really cool. Um, So separating those proteins from those carbs. uh, One of the main questions that we get is people concerned that if they eat their protein first and they're full or satisfied, sorry, or eat just enough, they feel satisfied that they're not getting enough vegetables or carbohydrates in that second portion. And so you don't really need to be concerned about that because really with what you're eating throughout the day, you're you're getting more than enough of what you need. Um, The other thing uh, that people are concerned about, or is there a certain order that I should eat or, you know, make sure I get that rice in or those vegetables or whatnot. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Keep it super simple. Okay. Uh, does a menorah IUD mess up your hormones? Uh, and should I be doing anything differently? Hi, Steph. Um, I'm not familiar. I know some of them are just kind of IUDs are just blockers, and then others put out chemical reactions. Messing with your menstrual cycle for sure fucks up your body. Absolutely. But does your body adjust to it? Yes, it does. Um, you know, it can take time. Either whenever you're using any kind of new contraception, whether it's a pill or IUD depending. Uh, And it can take time on the back end when you stop using it as well. So it's just a matter of being really consistent. Your body loves routine. So what you're doing is you're changing the chemical reaction of how your body functions. This, This is the same if you add in any new medications or whatnot. So it can take time for your body to adjust around that, but that's what the body is so great at doing is adjusting to its environment and situation. And so this is sort of where you want to be really super consistent. What's happening now, if you've, if you've just got it, put in is that it's it's like things are being like your body's being stressed out and then you want to be consistent about the things that you're doing to help your body calm down from that stress and just get back to any normal functioning IUDs medications whatever it might be health issues that you have at the end of the day your body doesn't want want to carry around a bunch of excess fat this goes back to our very first science already post where we talked about all the detrimental effects of your body carrying excess fat. It's not healthy. It's not something that we dwell on because I think you're here, you're here, 
You got the weight that you got to lose. It is what it is. And so why dwell on the fact that it's so unhealthy for you? But it, it really is unhealthy. It causes inflammation, causes all sorts of issues when your body's carrying excess fat. So for that reason alone, your body doesn't want this fat any more than you do. So it's all about your body feeling the need to store this fat or hold on to this fat. So if you're just consistently giving your body what it needs and doing the things that you need to do, you're consistently sending the message to your body that it doesn't need this fat. But yeah, it's it's sort of like um, logistics and resources weight loss is like your body has a lot of things that it needs to do on the daily if you've added an IUD in started taking medication it's got to factor that in plus whatever issue if it's, if it's um you know medication for health issues or whatnot I've got to deal with that health issue you got going on your body's got a lot of shit that's got to do on a daily so you know prioritizing fat loss isn't really on the top of the list and that's why with this process the systematic nature of it and the tweaks that we're making each week help your body focus more specifically on it right so so that won't stop you from that won't stop you from it won't stop you from losing weight because your your body doesn't want to store any fat but if you think about it and the reason why the perception is out there that it's hard for you to lose weight if you have certain health issues thyroid issues if you're a diabetic or you know whatever that might be or taking certain medications is that the way that people in the past have tried to lose their weight is by starving and depriving themselves like that's that's their method for weight loss is deprivation dieting health issue, there's a lot of stress going on, um, starving and depriving yourself is not going to help. And so that's where people would starve and deprive and force their body to burn that fat. And then of course, they would gain all that weight back. So a lot of times what people say about weight loss and health issues or medications or birth control or whatever that might be is based on old shitty ways of dieting that just perpetuated the situation didn't actually help, you know. Also, you know, you, 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 you factor in anything new, a lot of times with dieting, people just look to the food. And yes, what you're eating and when is really important. But more so is managing your stress. Your body's going through, you know, transitions, trying to adjust to something new. So getting better sleep, managing your stress on top of that, really, you know, making sure you're drinking your water, you're moving your body, you're facilitating all your body's needs will help your body adapt to any change like that sooner rather than later. So I can get back to focusing on fat loss. That's a great question. I ate candy last night until I was both satisfied and stuff, but I was calm about it. So that's a win. Yeah. And you're here today. So we have to... We have to normalize. I So I meet a lot of A-type personality people who do the program. They always crush it. They always crush it because they stick to the rules. <laughs> I, I don't like saying that we have rules. We have guidelines. We have guidelines. There's no, this is bad. This is good. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's guidelines. And obviously, the more choices that you make that fall in line with your goals, the quicker you're going to get there. A-type people crush the program always. Always. Because they just do what they need to do. The issue with that is, is that like when Halloween comes, they don't have the candy. No, when Thanksgiving comes, they don't have the stuff. They just follow the plan. And then they reach their goals, which is great. But you have to kind of also factor in, you know, normal life and you want to learn how to navigate Halloween. Like my goal for you is to be in the grocery store, you know, checkout line with the candy everywhere and just be like, okay, oh, I got to pick up a couple bags for the kids or to sit with the bowl of it in front of you and be like, meh, whatever, you know, like not be like, should I have it? Shouldn't I have it? Oh my God, I had it. Now I had one. Now I might as well have 1500 pieces, you know, and then the next day wake up. Oh my God, I'm so horrible and fat. I ate all this candy. I might as well eat more today. You know, all that fucking bullshit that goes on in our brain. So you want to have the Halloween candy. So maybe you overate it. Okay. How did you feel? I felt like garbage. All right. Was it worth it? Yeah. It was really fucking good. Okay, great. Move it along. <laughs> you know, or you had it. Okay. How do you feel today? I feel fine. All right. Great. Move it along. Um, you know, how do you feel? I had it. I, I don't feel great. Was it worth it? No, probably won't do that again. All right. Lesson learned. Move it along. Like, you know, it's what will we do in these occasions is we close our eyes and we're like, oh my God, I'm eating the candy. I'm having the candy. Oh my God. I ate the candy. Woke up the next day. Oh my God. I feel a little, 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 Then I starve myself, deprive myself, punish myself because I had the candy, which is just a recipe for fucking weight gain disaster. And so, you know, this is why I think you want to, you want to normalize eating candy on Halloween, normalize having the pie, you know, at Thanksgiving, normalize having the stuffy stuffing at Christmas or whatever your holiday of choices are or whatever your, you know, your celebratory days might be it's not when you it's not the halloween candy at halloween that is the reason why you're here today 
<laughs> it's not. You know what I mean? Um, so this is all about triggers too and associations to food. And like candy isn't bad. It's just candy. And yeah, it has an effect on the body. We don't want to be eating it every day. But at the end of the day, that's not our problem, you know? So I love this. So Halloween is a great opportunity to kind of learn how your brain is wired. Like candy, right? Think about as a child, it's a treat. You know, the whole thing is really fucked up. If you think about it, bigger picture, you know, children don't talk to strangers, don't take candy from strangers. You know, back in my hood, when the vans of creepy people would, you know, drive around trying to pick up kids in the neighborhood, you know, you don't talk to strangers and you definitely don't take candy for them. But, you know, let's go knocking on strangers doors on Halloween and ask for candy. It's the whole thing's fucked up. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love Halloween. It's so fun. I'm all about it. But if you think about it, that's a lot of really weird mixed messaging that we're receiving from a very young age. Right. So we want to reconnect with Halloween. Halloween's fun. It's candy. It's you get dressed up. You, You know, you go out, you get to meet people. The neighborhood was so great last night. I love seeing kids in my neighborhood because you don't see them outside playing anymore. And it was just like you see these kids running from house to house. You know, they're crossing the streets like crazy. But um, it was just really great to see that. I also love the parents walking around with their little... They're like thermoses. You're not fooling me. You didn't have tea in there. You definitely didn't have tea or coffee in there. I know what you had in there. Uh, it was really great. People were out mixing and mingling on the streets. I talked to my neighbor, Wahija. Um, I hardly see her. She had t- two kids. I never see her. Um, she came to the door with her kids. It's, it's great, you know. So we want to reconnect with these types of... We don't want to be stressed out. I want. I don't want you to be stressed out when these types of days roll around. I don't want you to be stressed out on your birthday, holidays, vacays. I don't want you I don't want you to be stressed out going out for a night with friends. There's no way to live is being stressed out and terrified to leave your house because there's food out there or there's candy out there or there's you know what I mean? We really gotta normalize that. Yeah, normalize that. So I love that. Good morning, everybody. Here's a non-scale victory. Dave Stewart, how are you? Here's non-scale victory for everyone whose weight's up. My weight has been up for two weeks since my last low. On Monday, my new belt from last round no longer fit in the same hole. So basically, weight up was, and my weight was up, and my pants are falling down. My body's clearly making some changes. It doesn't always make sense, but it's working in the background if you keep at it. It doesn't always make sense, but it does. It was interesting. Um, did you guys see a Robin Kimberly uh, yesterday? I have their notes. I did their spill the tea. And it's it's really interesting. So last program, what we really learned was this pattern where we had we had all of our spill the tea guests. And, and, then, and so it's a variety of members who, who deal with a variety of different types of things and their patterns are a little different. But what was really interesting was that, you know, they would have a group where they lost a lot and then the group after where they didn't lose as much, but their body would really change. Um, and it was really interesting um, with Rob and Kimberly yesterday where, so the first round he lost 28 pounds and she lost 25. So pretty on par with each other. And then the next round, spring and summer, Rob lost seven and she lost five, which is really interesting because when you lose a big chunk of weight, and not to say this is everyone's experience, but when you lose a big chunk of weight, at some point, your body is going to need to adjust. Some people will lose all the way through and lose like 50, 60 pounds, and then their body will take time to adjust. Some people will lose 15 pounds and then their body will adjust, and then they'll lose another 10 pounds and then their body will adjust, and they'll lose another 20 pounds and their body will adjust. Um, this is what you're, this is why, you know, a lot with keeping your journals and whatnot and weighing yourself every day you're trying to pick up on what your pattern is but the body really is changing and adjusting you won't drop weight and have your body change at the same time Um, when you drop weight your body has to adjust to that and let's talk skin for example Um, your skin regenerates around your new frame but it takes time and that's one of the things I love about the living method is you're losing weight in layers so as opposed to when you starve and deprive it off your body will take it from where you least need it which is why you get like these pockets of like you get these certain areas where you lose a lot and it's great because it makes it seem like you've lost a lot of weight and then of course you know you get it all back with this process you're losing it legit in like layers all over your body. So it doesn't seem as extreme, but what it does do is it allows your body to repair, rebuild, regenerate, and rejuvenate around your new frame. Adjust everything around your new frame, including your skin. And so people think like, oh my God, I lose weight. I'm going to have all this loose skin. When when you cut your hand, you don't sit there and look at it and be like, oh my God, is my hand going to heal? Like, is it going to heal? Is it going to heal? You don't sit there and be like, oh my God, is my hand going to heal? You just know. You put a band-aid on it, polysporin, peroxide, whatever. <laughs> Don't take my medical advice. Um, And it heals. 
And so the same thing goes with the skin around your body. It's constantly regenerating and rejuvenating and around your new frame. It just takes a little bit longer. So for so I've had so many people stop losing weight because they're done. And three months later, be like, what is going on? Everyone keeps telling me how I've lost so much weight. Um, and I literally haven't lost a pound. And it's just your body adjusting to the weight that you've lost. Um, so you want that. You want that because internally... Your body's making the changes to adjust your blood flow, your body temperature, your hormones are adjusting, the size of your heart is adjusting. And then what's happening as you lose that weight is and you're on that those plateaus that suck ass, by the way. I'm not I'm not gonna make light of them. It sucks when you're on a plateau. But it's not your body doing nothing. It's your body adjusting to your new weight. So your set point was your body functioned around a certain weight, which is why you'd lose the weight, starve yourself, gain it all back plus more, and go right back up to that weight so quickly. And so what you're doing is you're lowering that that set point which is absolutely possible it just takes time and energy and effort to do that um, and most people don't when they're dieting they don't put enough time into adjusting to their set point and so that plateau allows your body to adjust so it's it's making a lot of change as it's adjusting to your new weight which is really super cool and and pay attention when you see that you know really look to see those changes I had highly in a two-week plateau and was so happy to see after indulging in Halloween treat yesterday that the scale finally dropped 1.4 pounds. Yeah, 7.2 pounds to my goal for this program. Yes. And so, so I, oh gosh, I love that you took time to say this. Two-week plateau, had some Halloween treats yesterday, indulged in Halloween treats yesterday, and scale dropped today. Let me say that again. Two-week plateau, indulged in Halloween treats yesterday, and scale finally dropped 1.4 pounds because it's not the Halloween candy that's stopping you from dropping. This it's weight loss is based on momentum. So all of the hard work that you've put into this process has made your body realize it doesn't want the fat. It doesn't need the fat. You were on a plateau, chances are, not because of lack of effort or anything like that. Your body was just like, hold up, wait a minute, I need to adjust to what's going on now. And then your body's decided, all right, I'm good. Now it's time to focus on releasing more of this fat. So even indulging in Halloween candy didn't stop the dial from moving on that scale because your body doesn't want the fat at the end of the day any more than you do any more than you do you know I love this I love this I found out this week that my soul dog is terminally ill and I'm feeling really low as I process losing him oh that's so sad I don't have much of an appetite and I can't seem to connect my hunger cues yeah and again so this is this is a perfect example of your body is focused on something else your body is supporting you it's supporting where you are at right now and your emotions and how you are feeling you're not all that hungry because your body doesn't need you to eat you, your body is just trying to put energy into helping you get by day to day today right now because you're dealing with something really big and really emotional and you not being hungry because you're dealing with these emotions is not the same thing as you starving and depriving yourself doing a shitty diet and actually being hungry so this is where pull out that sickness protocol right that's where that token bites are sickness protocol sickness protocol but put so follow the sickness protocol and when your appetite comes back and you have more of a capacity pick up where you left off pick up where you left off you know right right now you got other things going i'm going to work through the big feelings this this is bringing up and want to make sure my efforts aren't derailed so uh so your efforts aren't derailed what you're doing is recognizing where you are at and honoring that i just need a minute i need to step back right now i'm dealing with this really huge thing that's just gutting to me like it's just i got a lot of emotions going on the last thing I need to do right now is focus on losing weight but all of your hard work that's brought you up into this point is going to do the work for you you know like yes make sure that you take time to, to to stay hydrated try to get some water and have some soup that's why I follow that sickness protocol right now you're just meeting your body where it's at and still feeding into its needs what your body doesn't need is you be forcing it to eat you know 10 million times a day and you know trying to feed into your metabolism when your body's just like are you shitting me right now no i don't want to do that i mean there's a difference between i don't want to do it because it's hard and inconvenient bringing up the feels and you're just really being in a place where your body's just like nah man really nah i'm you just can i just take a minute i love a good step back in life i do this all the time I need a minute. I just need to like process. I process a lot. <laughs> I feel like it's every fucking day. <laughs> 
got some some shit going on, man. But you really got to honor where you are at. That's huge. Like you bringing awareness to how you're feeling as opposed to just keep trucking on and come hell or I'm going to do it. And, you know, um, and, you know, even just going through life, it's it's interesting. It's interesting when, um, as you guys know, my my kid's dad passed away uh, in May. And it's, it's really interesting to listen to them talk about death and processing, um, their feelings and everything. And I remember my daughter one day was like, mom, wow. Like other people are, other people have people who are dying too. And I said, yes, they do. I said, you, you never know someone at sitting beside you at school that you, you maybe you're not very close with your teachers, the people in the, the office at the front, like everybody at some point knows somebody who's passed away, whether it's people in their lives or their, their pets and their animals, you know, people are walking around feeling grief. And she's then she starts crying. She's like, I'm so sad for everybody. And I'm like, yeah, we're we're all going through this together. And I, she's like, why don't people talk about it more? And I said, I don't know. Maybe because they just tried to get through their day as adults. We just, we have to put our big girl panties on sometimes and we just got to do the things and we can't just, you know, you'll learn that. It's called resiliency and you just have to carry on. But, you know, I think sometimes we do this to ourselves where we just power through and we don't share and we don't, you know, like we don't really recognize and honor our feelings and the shit that we're dealing with. So I think you just being aware and meeting yourself where you're at is massive. It's huge. That's what this program is. For a lot of you, you have prioritized everybody else's shit in front of your own and you don't take time for your own stuff and your own feelings, you know, and I think recognizing that is a huge part of that. So how would you feel? Do you feel like you could just do you, and then some people get some people like just powering through is the way that they're dealt. I'm aware I got this thing going on, but I just got to I got to just keep working through it. That's my process. Cool. Then how would it feel if you if you do eat those token bites and you just keep going, right? Do you feel like, okay, I can do that. That feels like it's a good thing for me. Or do you feel like, hey, I need to take a step back and sort of take a minute, you know, and take a day by day approach. That's how I do it, do with everything is how do I feel? How would I feel if I do this? How would I feel if I do that? Also now take it deeper. That's in your brain. Now take it deeper into your body. How would I physically feel if I am forcing myself to eat these token amounts and following the plan? Oh man, shit, that feels hard. That feels like, mm, that does not feel like that is, mm -mm. how would I feel if I just took a minute and kept it nice and light, you know, had some soups, got lots of rest, just in the moment, drank some tea, really kind to myself, you know, oh, okay, that feels, that feels exactly where I want to be right now, you know? And so you do that in your brain, what works for you doesn't work for you. You can also do that in your body. You, you, what works for you and not work for you. Same thing with your portions. And again, full circle moment, this is what asking those four questions does. Out of your head, you can't ask those four questions in your head. That's seeing, right? You have to get in your belly about it. Am I hungry right now? right? If I was to eat this portion, how would I feel? Now that I'm starting to eat, am I feeling any effects? What am I thinking? What if I was to stop now and someone took my food away? What if I was to eat a few more bites? How did I know I was done? You know, what did I put my utensils down? Did I take a deep breath? Is it just a feeling? How do I feel now walking away 10, 15 minutes later? So you see how asking those four questions, that's the perfect example when you're not feeling so great or you're about to be in a situation. Maybe you're, maybe someone's offered you a job. Or you're trying to decide between two different jobs, you know, and you're like, oh, I should do this one. I should do that one. Well, get into the feeling of it. How would you feel if you took this job? Oh, my God, I'd be so excited. I'd be like, whatever, a little scared, a little nervous. How would you feel if this job? Oh, I'm, you know, I feel all right. It's a good opportunity, but it's not, you know what I mean? So this is like meeting yourself where you're at. That's what it's all about. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, good morning, everyone. Might have to switch up my bath sheet towel to a bath towel. Need to wrap my bath sheet around me a couple times now. Yeah, non-scale victories. <laughs> non-scale victories. I love that. Huge non-scale victory notice today. I'm on my second round and this has been a tough one, but I have noticed a huge difference in my adult acne during my monthly cycle. You should. Yeah. Uh, all this water and proper nutrients are changing my skin in all the best ways. Yeah. Your skin is getting the nutrients that it needs to repair, to rebuild, to regenerate, rejuvenate all of that you know and you're hydrated it makes a big difference and it it, not just surface wise on the skin but in internally in your microbiome it's really interesting all the new research that they're doing on your microbiome and all the bacteria and the stuff you got the bugs and stuff you got in your guts Um, really they talk about any skin issues are reflective of your gut issues you know Um, so it's really cool and really interesting when you get that on track it's your body making real change is your body making real change? Good morning. I'm having a tough time time discerning between true hunger and desire. Oh, get out of your, what is in your head? Desire is in your head. Hunger is in your belly. That's the biggest thing. Are you in your head about this thing that you want or ask your belly? So you're up here. It's like I'm driving, I'm on the road, kind of a little bit noshy. I don't know. I drive by McDonald's. I see a Big Mac. Big Mac. Woo. Big Mac. I want a Big Mac. Okay, put that in my belly. Do I want a Big Mac? My body's like, are you fucking kidding me? No, we do not want a Big Mac right now. That greasy, big, the I thought of it is like Big Mac. The execution of the greasy and the, whoever ate a Big Mac and walked away and said, I feel so good. I'm not not knocking Big Macs. I love a good big, Big Mac every now and then. Whatever your thing is. Do you know what I mean? Desire is in your head. And true hunger is in your belly. It's in your body. It's how you feel. That's the difference. Um, But you know what I would... um, Go back to the the hunger post that we did. There's a hunger post. Because hunger hunger can mean a few things, right? Hunger is just your body checking in on you based on your your, you know, your, your glycogen stores, your energy reserves. Hunger can be, you know, people, uh, people confuse hunger with your migrating motor complex. When your when your tummy's like all like churning, that's your migrating motor complex kicking in, making sure the food that you previously ate is going where it's going. Hunger could be a trigger. You see something, I'm hungry. Um, hunger can be habit. I normally eat at this time of day. Therefore, I am my body's like, wait, where's our food? You know, um, it, it can be associated with a lot of things, right? So it, it's, it's, that's why it's so complicated. <laughs> but basic real hunger is like a, a hung, real hunger is like a more of a rev. It's, it's a feeling. It's definitely in your body and in your belly, and when, except when it's your migrating motor complex. So that is, that's the real difference. Also, is it a want or a need, right? Like you're, you like, you're, you're, like, for example, you want a Big Mac, your body does not need a Big Mac it doesn't. Um, You know, that's the difference, right? I want chocolate, your body does not need chocolate. So a lot of times it's tied to desire as a specific type of food, your your body doesn't give a fuck what you're eating, as long as it's getting it's able to take the foods that you're eating, and break down the nutrients that it needs. Let me say that again, your body doesn't give a fuck what you're eating, as long as it's able to get the nutrients that it's able to break down and needs at the end of the day. Right. So if your brain is like, oh, I want the chocolate. Oh, I want the Big Mac. Oh, I want the whatever. That's not your body saying that your your body would love some beans and lentils and some avocado and good fats and, you know, like leafy greens and, and things that give it the nutrients it needs. I mean, that's one of the flawed things with dieting, right? Dieting, counting, weighing, measuring points. It's it's like um, it's not taking into account the nutrient value of the foods that you are consuming. And there is a chemical reaction created when you eat in certain foods versus others. For example, what you would get out of black beans, right? The protein, the fiber, the nutrients is not the same thing that you would get out of black bean pasta. It's not even the same 
product or um, a plant-based um, black, like black bean-based burger, right? That Beyond Burgers, like it's got a whole bunch of other shit in there, you know? So, so what you would get out of black beans would be different than what you would get out of black bean pasta. So there is a big difference. Calorie versus calorie is not the same. Energetically, maybe nutrient-wise, not the same thing, you know? That's why what you're eating does make a big difference. Um... Oh, back to, um, yeah, Vicky, I just want to say about your dog. I'm, I'm really sorry. That's really sad at the end of the day. That's, that's, uh, that's really tough for sure. So I'm sending you lots of love. Good morning. Uh, the feeding the metabolism, the let's talk proteins, carbs, and fats posts were excellent today. Super helpful, especially because I'm going away this weekend with one of my besties who's also on the program. Yeah. I mean, we try to anticipate the information that you're going to need. Like a lot of what, a lot, so there's so much in the front end of the program. And it's just a matter of repeating and bringing it up. So you've already kind of seen that proteins, carbs, and fats list before. And that's going to become more important as we move forward in the program. And, you know, so we do try to make things as easy as possible for your around here. So I love that you are seeing the fact that it's coming together. There's everything in the program is for a rhyme and a reason. You know, it's interesting. I just had a meeting yesterday because we're already going through our January program. And so we like to get feedback from you guys. In fact, one of the things we talked about is including more surveys into the group to get more feedback. We do do a big survey at the end of the program um, that you can give us all your feedback. And we actually listen. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. Like if you hate the program, I want to know why. I don't want you to hate it. I want you to be successful at it. So, you know, as much as, yeah, it might hurt my feelings a little bit. I might cry for a little bit. Um, I want to know. I want to know what you loved about the program. That's why I ask people during the Spill the Tea, what did you hate about the program? Like, I, I have an opportunity to speak to real people. I want to know. What did you hate about it? Because I, I want to learn. So I have reserved uh, feedback to the end of the program up until this point because um, there was a lot I still needed to do with the program. And, um, you know, I wanted you to experience the program in its entirety before you started giving us feedback. Also, it's really easy to get sidetracked, right? And focus on what you don't like and whatever, rather than what you need to do. And so at the end of the program, you have an opportunity to fill out a survey, be part of focus groups and whatnot. Um, but one of the things and one of the takeaways uh, that we're going to put into the next group is, is surveys more often. I feel like the program is, is pretty good. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, but I feel like on the most basic ways, it, it works. It's it's hugely successful. It helps people. We know that. We know that. We've done the surveys. We've known. We've done the f- focus groups. We have the data. The program works really well. And so, but now I want to hear from you because now I want to start sort of leveling up in other ways. And one of the conversations as I had as we were laying out the cadence of the next group is like, there's so many other things I could talk about. Like, there's so many things we can go down a rabbit hole with. But like, how much bigger do I need that book? How much more information do we really need? I mean, there's a lot we could add, you know, about so many different offshoots of topics and whatnot. This is why I'm also working on maybe like some master classes with some of our experts where we can kind of go down that those rabbit holes of conversations, you know, so but yeah, also, if you ever feel like, you know, you 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 know, I could use this, I could use that, please reach out in the group because the team is like, the, the program specialists know the program inside and out. So you might have missed like the proteins, carbs and fats post the first time around, you might have missed the hunger post or forgotten that it's there. You know, this is why, you know, please reach out at any time, because you never know, we could have some, some information or a post that can help you with the exact same thing that you are dealing with or having issues with, you know, so please make sure to continue to reach out. Uh, basically I have been behind and not getting all of my meals, especially lunch eaten because my life has been crazy. I've skipped ahead to this tweak without doing the others. What was I stressing about? <laughs> so listen, I, I want you to be as successful as possible. Everything is for, for a rhyme and a reason. And the best way to do the program is by all 91 days. In fact, Rob and uh, Kimberly are working behind. Rob right now is on day 37 and Kimberly's day 28. Rob's loving it. He's using the app. He can follow along at his own pace. He's like checking in on the day that day 38 today. He watched the check-in video day 38 and is listening to the podcast on day 38 or the live from day 38. Kimberly's having a harder time with it. You know, um, I straight up think the program works best when you follow it in the order that it needs to be followed on. You're the only person at the end of the day that knows where you're at. Only you are making you feel behind. 
you know, you can ask all the questions you, you have, like, it's not really stopping you or what you need to do doesn't change, right? Because it's not like no one else really knows where you're at and what you're doing. But at the end of the day, also, because there's a rhyme and a reason, the systematic process really um, helps to kind of move things along. And I know you want to lose your weight sooner rather than later. But to my point before that I talked about, you are doing so much just following. You could just follow the basic food plan and be successful. It's just going to take a little longer. That's all. Because you really are doing so much on a daily basis, following the food plan, maximizing your efforts, all of that, that even just that alone is still doing a lot, is still doing a lot, you know? So so reach out. If ever you feel off, we're here to help you. You know, the fact that you're showing up and you're still here, you know, that's a massive, huge win. Massive, 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 huge win. I set the bar so high around here that there's definitely a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of wiggle room. Now, if you are kind of taking whatever kind of approach you're taking, you're not seeing the kind of results that you want, and there's wiggle room for improvement, obviously level up, step up your game, you know, but for the most part, you could totally half-ass this program and still walk away hugely successful. Uh, let me remind you, hi, Jessica, uh, having some candy yesterday does not mean you aren't still doing awesome. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. Having some candy yesterday does not mean that you are not still doing awesome. Yeah, today's a new day. You got this. Absolutely. Love that. I love the saying, move it along. Doing that today after having a few too many candies last night. Looking forward to a great, healthy day today. Yeah, move it along. <laughs> That's it. You know, we, first of all, we're also supposed to make mistakes. We're all like, it's, it's like falling back into old habits. For example, if you didn't fall back into old habits, you wouldn't really recognize how they weren't working for you. Or sometimes if you don't fall back into old habits, you don't realize that that was a habit that you were doing. And you know, it's not about being perfect. You learn so like, when do you ever learn from being perfect and doing the things? It's really, you know, it's making the mistakes. It's making choices that don't make you feel good. It's making choices you regret. It's like you learn from that. You learn. I think, you know, I always say I learned a lot. I, 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 the reason, sort of how my program came about is I've been alive long enough. I'm at that age where I've really seen the evolution of the diet industry and I've had the opportunity to work with so many people and try the little bits of this, the high fat, low fat. I've done it all. I've tried them all. Um, and I've taken sort of bit, bits and pieces and worked it into my my method that I now share. Because there's there's truth in some of the things. Like there's there's truth in, they call it intermittent fasting, but it's really just not eating at night because that really helps with your microbiome and your body reset and repair and rebuild and do all those things. There's truth in, you know, make if you're, you know, drink a, drink a glass of water before a meal and you won't be as hungry. Well, it's not that the water fills you up. It doesn't. It's just that if you were, if you drink a glass of water and you're not as hungry, chances are you weren't really hungry. You're probably more thirsty than you were anything. And so drinking the water helped with that. Um, you know, so there's sort of like these sort of there's truth, little bits in things. Protein, the keto diet. You do want to make sure you're getting enough, you know, protein in your diet. That's important. Do you need to overdo it? No. So they, so you, things have been sort of really, you know, taken, taken, taken to extremes, really. Um, taken to extremes, but there, there's truth. So I've been around the diet industry to know what works, but more importantly, I think I've learned the most from what doesn't work. I do. I think I've learned the most from what doesn't work. It's good to know what you don't want. And when I think you know, when you know what you don't want, it really helps you clearly define what you do want, you know? So I love that. Um, I buy Halloween treats I never want. Any leftovers go to a food bank or lunch program. Granola bars, pudding cups, fruit snacks. I know it's not typical candy, but it's still a treat because it ain't from a food group. Um, I I did the opposite. <laughs> I did the opposite. <laughs> I did the opposite. I bought everything that I like. I bought everything that I like um, because if there was leftovers, um, I would, you know, I was going to eat it. If I was going to eat it. Because uh, if I, here's the thing, I bought everything I like, because if I was going to eat it, I love the idea of donating. I do love that. Um, I, I bought everything that I like, because if I am going to eat it, I want it to be something that I enjoy. <laughs> that's, that was, that's what I did. I was like, do we want these? My daughter and I went, do we want these? No, we don't like those. What about this combo? No, those are gross. We don't want those. We, we picked everything that we liked. <laughs> 
In fact, um, we did those like Tony loves like um, like Swedish berries and fish and peaches and stuff like that. So I bought a box of those. And when I started to realize that the the trick or treaters were like winding down, because I do have a house full of kids, I like grabbed that box and and took it upstairs. And now it's now in our bedroom because I know Tony loves that. But yeah, I mean, I do. You know, there's something to be said about out of sight, out of mind. But honestly. And that might be something that you need to do right now, but recognize I, I really want to, I have got to get you to a place where you can have a house full of the candy and you've worked through your triggers and associations and habits and desires over real hunger and needs over wants. And you can have that bowl of candy sitting out on your kitchen counter and not bat an eyelash. Like that's the end game. That's where I've got to get you to that place because that's where you're going to be able to maintain and sustain your weight, really, really discerning between those. And again, to be in a room full of your favorite foods and be calm, right? Physically, mentally, that's that's where I'm trying to get you. That's where you have to get to. That's You've got to get to that point to move past the dieting for the rest of your life. That's, we want to be done with it. And so, so that, so out of sight, out of mind works. If you feel like I, yeah, great, I'd love that idea, Gina, but I'm not there yet. So let me just get it out of my sight and out of my mind. Love that for now. But the real bigger goal is for you to be around that food. I'm not a big, uh, and this is not the same thing, but I'm not a big fan of like tomfoolery, like using smaller plates. I, I don't like tricking. You don't want to trick yourself and trick your mind. You just want to like, like be at a restaurant where I have a normal plate size and just eat what I feel like being in tune, you know? So I'm not really into, um, I, th- I love the idea of chopsticks versus forks. I do, that's a good one. I like only because, um, it causes you to slow down when it comes to eating for some people. Um, so some of them are okay. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to cope in the way you can cope. Just finished blood work this morning so I can maximize and level up and focus on improving my health. That's my why. I love that. I love that. Dealing with major back issues, heading to the doctor today. Oh, they suck, Kelly. For the second time, going to Cairo twice per week, been doing all the things, but weight keeps bouncing around. Could this be because of chronic pain? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chronic pain, inflammation. uh, Yeah. I mean, you have an injury, kind of like when you work out, you're ripping and tearing your muscles, your weight is up, body's retaining water, inflammation and whatnot. Um, It's like a chronic state of that. Now, does that mean your efforts are all for naught? No, not not at all, because you're still addressing and giving your body what it needs. So right now your body is sidetracked and focused on something else. Again, this is where your body has got so many other things to do. It's focused on that. So fat loss is not a priority right now. But what you're still doing is you're sending the message that you you don't need this fat. So so your body will take the opportunity to release that fat when it has the opportunity to do that. So yeah, that makes total sense. Lots of rest, keep your foods nice and light, help your body adjust, focus on you know, especially your body doesn't want that excess fat. So you focus on healing your body and that will be your ticket to getting and moving, getting that scale to move again, right? So yeah, absolutely. So what does your body need? Um, to Anything you can take to really help calm down that inflammation that's happening. I love going to the chiropractor. Um, that really helps, you know, getting the rest or, or the movement depending on what you're advised to do. Um, you know, um, sort of anti-inflammatory. We do have a post, it's in the book, anti-inflammatory foods. Now they're not like miracle cures, but it, it can really help to decrease the inflammation in your body somewhat. And I believe that any little bit that you can do, um, you know, adding in anti-inflammatory types of foods, being being mindful of inflammatory foods like sugars and whatnot. Um, and, you know, maybe adding in some turmeric or, you know, some supplements maybe that um, can help with that. So every so this is your focus now, right? My body's having a hard time with this. What can I do to help my body support that? And in doing that, it's going to be your ticket to get your body to be able to focus on the scale again. It's November. Dropped a whole pound this morning. I need to eat Halloween candy more often. <laughs> this is proof of momentum. It is another person eating the candy and still moving the dial on the scale. Yeah, it's absolutely proof of momentum. It's it's so it's when your scale moves, it's not what you ate the night before. When your scale is up, sometimes it's what you ate the night the, the day before. Salty food, hard to digest food, or whatnot. You know. 
And this is sort of, I love that this conversation is happening now. And this is where I love about the fact that those of you who are still following are here. This is a perfect example, have momentum and how everything you're doing is really adding up to make a big difference and your body's working for you. And this is why like at the last end of the program, it, it shouldn't feel like a fight. If it feels like a fight, there's something off there. And this is where other diets normally, they would get hard and feel like a fight. And with this one, it's quite the opposite. Your body everything's aligning and it's your body's on your side and you're becoming even more in tune and we're implementing these tweaks each week to kind of fast fast track what we're doing and this is where everything really starts to come together it's just the hardest thing at this point is to continue to show up especially if your habit is to quit dieting before you get to this point all those diets you've done maybe you last through two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, past the six week mark is when most people have been at this diet for longer than they've ever followed any diet. So that becomes the hard part is continue to show up. I do got to go, but I do want to talk about someone talked about diet fatigue. And I know there are some of you who have done the program a few times. It was really interesting. I was thinking about Weight Watchers, like Weight Watchers is this like, you know, people talk about diet fatigue doing the program because they've done a couple groups. And yet, They've been a lifetime member at Weight Watchers. Let me say that again. People sometimes will talk about the program and have program fatigue or diet fatigue after doing a couple groups. Yet you're coming off of 20 years of dieting. You know? Um, It's interesting, diet fatigue and program fatigue. So I'm not going to dismiss that program fatigue isn't a real thing, but you have to recognize it's not the program. It's not program and it's not the diet. You are tired of trying to lose this fucking weight. You're over it. You are tired of constantly having to prioritize with this program. With this program, you're because like people be like, oh, I've got program fatigue. I'm like, what are you tired of? showing up for yourself every day, prioritizing yourself every day. Yeah, that can be really exhausting, actually. (laughs) It can be really exhausting. But the rest you have to eat. So are you tired of making choices that make you feel good? Are you tired of managing your stress? Are you tired of managing your sleep? Are you tired of being mindful? Are you tired of whatever? Like all of those things also are leading to you feeling really good and better than you probably ever have in your entire life. And so sometimes people get into that, I'm tired of this. Yeah, I bet you're tired. I bet you're tired of losing, trying to lose weight for the last fucking 20 years. Remember the goal here is to do it one last time, finally and forever, to help you reach your goal and then give you the skills to move on and not have to fucking do this again. You know what I mean? And then so obviously repeating the program, you have to keep doing and you have to keep working at it until you lose your weight. And repeating the program is great. But I'm talking about like losing weight in general. There's got to be an end to this. Uh, I want to talk about more about that. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, Dr. Link is back, actually. Um, I do want to touch on some of the secondary supplements that we introduced uh, that we didn't have an opportunity to talk to Dr. Paul, but I believe that we shared that segment with Dr. Paul. So you might not have missed it. I've done a previous segment with Dr. Paul about those secondary supplements, especially those adaptogens can be a really great add-in for some of you um, because they feed into your metabolism, the fact that you've made all those changes. So if you saw that secondary post, supplement post, and you missed it, um, I think the team uh, reposted an old segment with Dr. Paul, or from the old, like from last group, still relevant. But Dr. Link is going to be back. So we're going to talk to her about things that you can do to level up at this point as well. So that's going to be tomorrow. So I hope you join me then. I got to go. My voice is failing me. <laughs> and it's one way over time. But I make the rules around here. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, I'm excited about where you guys are at. I just woke up this morning being really like, okay, let's go. It's go time. I'm excited about the tweak, the feeding the metabolism part. Because um, those of you who've been having a hard time moving the dial on that scale and you thought downsizing was going to be your jam, this will be your jam. It's a different way to approach it. It's such a cool way to approach it. There's so much to be learned from it. So I hope you really enjoy it, even though it might be freaking you out. Uh, You are not going to gain weight by eating more often. Don't worry about that. You are not going to end up eating more food because you're eating more often either because you're taking the same portions. You'll probably end up eating less. Um, Make sure you ask as many questions as you need. And join Kim and myself. We're going to get together uh, later today, 12 p.m. We're going to discuss the tweak this week. Uh, if you can't join us live, we'll repost it in the guides. Have an amazing day, everyone. And I'll see you later. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com